नमस्ते एंड वेलकम टू येट अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द लाइट विद इन इन दिस एपिसोड वी आर गोइंग टू डिस्कस सम ऑफ द मोस्ट कॉमन एडवाइजेस एंड फ्रेजेस यू हैव हर्ड एंड अ डिफरेंट पर्सपेक्टिव अबाउट देम देर आर सीमिंगली हार्मलेस स्टेटमेंट्स दैट यू कीप हियरिंग फ्रॉम पीपल बट यू एंड आई गिव देम मीनिंग्स एज पर आर कन्वीनियंस so what was said to help us becomes the very thing in our way to become a better person if you look around you there's so much of information floating through various means there are books reviews summaries blogs videos various versions of words of wisdom in the massive influx of information somewhere the meaning gets lost and with our busy schedules we don't allow ourselves to even think if what we heard or read is true or is it a version of someone else's reality so let's dive in to know starting with the first statement be yourself i'm sure you have not just heard this one you have heard this from more than one person This is one of the most common advices you must have heard from people around you. Sounds like a sensible harmless advice, right? Be yourself. So the first word talks about the state of being, but who's the self the phrase is talking about? Let's decode that a bit. We typically have a few notions about ourselves. As per psychology the concept of self means who do you believe you are a story you have built about yourself and you keep repeating this story as if it were the truth essentially these are your dominant i am statements the statements you walk around in the world thinking that i am an introvert i am an extrovert i am a perfectionist I am a resilient person and so much more. This is how we see ourselves and we want people to believe this to be true. This is completely based on our perception of ourselves which can be inflated in positive or negative direction and hence it does not always match reality. Predominantly who you think and feel you are in terms of all aspects of your life education family finances work social status and much more is how you would see yourself as this is the psychological lens of looking at yourself now there's another way that exists which is all encompassing and unbiased self image as per spirituality means the core of your being the one which is untouched by conditioning and programming the one which is the observer and not the doer the self that is always connected with the energy that created it it's not what you should be or you want to be or the story you have told others about yourself it is the unfiltered version of yourself the self that's available to you in quiet moments when you are ready to look deeper and not afraid of any judgments and external expectations the self that you connect with in moments of silence if you remove everything that has said in the first definition that forms your identity what is left in the end pure consciousness is the self 
it's neither hard to understand nor is it hard to connect with the self that i am talking about in the second definition it just feels abstract and a little far fetched because we have habituated ourselves into thinking that only what's visible is real so coming back when we say be yourself which is the self we are talking about is this the self that got created you as or the self that you made yourself to be let me give you an example here let's just say that there's this person called rohan now rohan as a person categorizes himself as an introvert personally i don't believe in putting people into boxes but for the purpose of this discussion let's just assume that this person rohan is someone who keeps mostly to himself he doesn't like um large gatherings he is not very comfortable with that and he takes his time to open up he knows that to grow he must be more accessible to people and participate in speaking engagements he knows this for sure that to excel in life further he needs to expand his network have conversation with diverse set of people and even take public speaking opportunities now if rohan understands self from the first lens he might take a step back and say this is who i am i am an introvert he might keep himself comfortable where he is because of his dominant i am statement which is i am an introvert i don't like large crowds this is not me he may genuinely not like those things and which is fine but to reach out to more people and share what he has to share he has to take the plunge and go all out otherwise he'll be blocking his own progress letting the opportunities pass by because he has told himself this is who i am wouldn't it help instead of saying be yourself we said be the best version of yourself do you recognize the difference the second statement helps you recognize the barriers you have built for yourself subconsciously there's so much to offer if you just offer your best self in every situation without these preconceived notions continuing with the example of extrovert and introvert since it is very common and relatable there are times when one needs to have more reach across the board and when one needs to have more depth both are unique qualities in themselves we call such people ambiverts so many labels we have created that aside doesn't it make sense to have a balanced approach when you can where you can assume the identity of an extrovert or an introvert depending on what the situation demands when you see yourself as pure consciousness bright and pure blessed with immense potential and unique qualities you don't fall in the traps of labeling yourself We are surrounded by all kinds of people and to be truly someone who brings forth their best self forward isn't this a worthwhile effort you don't know what made the person who they are but you do have this awareness with you now with this awareness you can switch the rules as the situation demands without limiting yourself it will expand the opportunities for yourself and you would no longer be telling yourself this is who i am now let me clarify something here i am not asking anyone to change their core nature if you don't like speaking much be that i am only saying that do not let 
that become a limitation to your expansion as a human being because you have been told to be yourself instead be the best version of yourself which means that you stay who you are at the core while you're also aware that your mind might push you back in your comfort zone so when you say version we are not talking about something static we are talking about something that is always evolving and moving forward here are two quick steps in the direction of becoming the best version of yourself revisit your i am statements take a pen and paper today and write down all your i am statements beliefs that you think are true for you i am an extrovert i am an introvert i am a multitasker i am a perfectionist i am not good with words i am a right brained and many more like this evaluate the driving force behind them and whether they are serving you well or not your i am statements are your self talks your observations and conclusions conclusions are limiting because it's a sort of dead end right once you have concluded something there is nothing beyond so if you have come to a conclusion that i am an introvert or extrovert or whatever it is you are not going to think beyond it so give up those conclusions if you think your i am statements are not in alignment to the best version of yourself change them work towards dropping the old and creating the new The second step in building the best version of yourself seek feedback from others. Aha. Uh-huh. We are afraid of doing this, isn't it? It takes courage to listen how others perceive us and it is a very scary thing to do sometimes. I'm not saying that you should go to your critics. Take a balanced cohort of people who can give you an honest feedback. There can be various ways of doing this exercise. You can drop a message or ask people in your conversations. However, I think a structured approach will serve you the best. Have you guys heard of the Johari window? So the Johari window is one of the best tools to find the aspects that are there but hidden from your own self. It was invented in the 1950s and it is still relevant. It's a model for mapping personality awareness. So how it goes is that you would describe yourself from a fixed list of adjectives and then you ask your friends or colleagues or family to describe you from the same list. Consolidated inputs will give you a grid of overlap or difference. So that's kind of a holistic feedback for yourself. you can google this and most likely this tool is free too much of our biology is working against us so no matter how much self work you do you have got to seek feedback from outside sources your understanding isn't just about how you see yourself but also how the world sees you as human beings we long for mantras and beliefs we just want to latch onto something In my view just being should be the goal. However, that comes with a lot of practice or sadhana as I call it. Be yourself is correct if you have a clear understanding of the self. Not the person you should be, not the role you play in the society, not how you want people to see you, but the real self. 
but our mind works against us most of the time and hence until we develop such level of awareness where it becomes automatic just keep reminding yourself to be the best version of yourself just be present in the moment and do the best that you can dropping all the accumulated beliefs and fears don't analyze it intellectually by calling it ego or higher self or so on just be the best you can be in the present moment and that's it i promise you if you do only this much you will see how easily you would be able to honor your soul's truth it will push you out of your comfort zone and make you do things embracing fear no one can change your core nature but to grow in life you have to do things which may not be your first preference you got to take chances or not hide behind i am like this as i mentioned earlier you have to be honest with yourself it's not about being who you are but offering your best self in all situations embracing your fears coming to the next phrase that we have heard from people and we often take it seriously is time heals everything how many of you have heard this and how many times like really time heals is there some magic formula how many of us can pick up an issue from our childhoods and still get triggered now whatever age you are if you're listening to me i'm sure easily 10 20 years post your childhood so it means enough time has passed so has time healed it time simply creates a distance between the incident when it happened and where you are at present the distance creates an illusion that the matter is over we are over it and that it is the thing of the past so because it is not staring us right in the front we assume that it is over no matter how hard or easy circumstances are life never stops for anyone and so we have no choice but to keep moving with life without ever realizing that the issue needed healing to understand this let's assume someone has been laid off and they also have ailing parents at home now none of these two things are going to change overnight they are going to keep happening simultaneously so the person will have to find another job while they also take care of their ailing parents this can be extremely stressful and draining but none of those things will change overnight for them to prioritize one over the other life is like that there are things you will have to take care of on the outside without addressing the turmoil that's going on within i am talking about the unfortunate things that human beings go through and also the relatively insignificant ones usually it is those seemingly insignificant ones that throw us off balance because we don't even have the awareness of how it is impacting our behavior imagine a deal you blew up because you had an argument at home obviously you can't tell this at work so where will you hold this experience will you share or will you bury the embarrassment and the guilt i'll tell you you will prioritize something else and this thing that caused you pain will be dumped deep somewhere out of your sight visualize this as a pile of files so you have a stack of files to go through and your job is to make sure that you go through each and every file and once done you assign it a status as resolved 
Now, as you're doing that, someone senior comes and hands you a bunch of more files to prioritize over the one that you're going through. People keep coming and keep dumping more and more files. But this one file still remains unattended, unresolved. Time goes on from one moment to a week to a month, a year and a few years. Now imagine someone comes and mentions something about the same file out of the blue. What gets triggered in you? Anxiety? Fear? We are all creating files after files and dumping them where no one can see. Status remains the same. Unresolved. Unhealed. At this point, I would like to share a personal story with you, which I dumped into my subconscious many years back. I must have been in grade 7 or 8 and I used to participate in all cultural events and singing competitions in my school. I had absolutely no stage fear and I was a talented singer. But I used to go through a very strange phenomena back then. Whenever I would start singing, my eyes will become moist and a few tears would roll down my cheeks. This would happen every time no matter who was there in the audience. It wasn't out of nervousness or fear or anything. In fact, it won't have any effect on my voice whatsoever. But this would just happen. I had no clue why this used to happen, but obviously it used to make me feel very, very embarrassed. Imagine you were in the audience and you would see a child singing flawlessly, but you would also see the child as if they were crying at the same time. It would obviously make people wonder because what they were listening to and what they were watching was not aligned. As I said, my voice, pit modulation, everything was perfect as it could be. I clearly remember it must have been, I think, Independence Day celebrations in my school. The stage was set. There were about 300 students and teachers in the audience. I was waiting for my turn to go on the stage and uh, the person on the stage was just finishing his performance. Out of nowhere, uh, my school principal comes and he happens to tell me this. Tum gaogi ya rogi? Are you going to sing or cry? I stood stunned. I don't remember if I responded to that at all. Can you imagine the jolt my young mind took in that moment? I still remember his words, his tone, even his eyes. I went on the stage and sang. The flow of the tears this time was way longer than usual. And to add to my misery, my lips were flickering as well. I even remember a classmate sitting in front rows was looking at me with pity as if she wanted all of this to stop. Naturally, she didn't know anything and she couldn't do anything. No one ever came to know what happened backstage. Now a child who was trying to figure out herself why this happens and has no clue. Do they need to be reminded that there's something wrong with them? And that too in this manner and time. I don't know when exactly this strange thing stopped. Um, I think it stopped on its own. But the words of my school principal left a scar. And it didn't help that I am a highly sensitive person. You can clearly know that I have taken this file from my file dump. And I am sounding hurt. It means it still bothers me. And I have not let it go. 
This may seem like a very normal, non-traumatic event to many, but for the child of that age who was struggling with this and had no one to ask for help, it was the worst that could have happened. As we grow up, we start tagging these files as not important because we tell ourselves we are strong. And then we think of others and we think our story is not important. We think, oh, this is nothing. Healing is not a linear activity. You have to keep healing till that memory doesn't affect you anymore. And this was just one file. Imagine the file load in next 15-20 years. Healing is necessary. Time does not heal anything. Healing does. If you leave it on time to heal, you're simply putting it away from your sight. That's all you're doing. And I'll tell you the scenarios also where you put it away from your sight. The cases when you put it away from your sight rather than attending to them is when it affects only you. As in the impact on you personally and not others around you. You would put up a fight if someone tries to put down your friends or family or colleagues. But when you are alone to defend yourselves, you might put up a fight externally, but you won't take time to heal the scar it leaves on you. This is such an important topic and it's very close to my heart. I will make a detailed podcast on this. But for now, let's just talk about the small pieces. So how do you know how many such files are dumped in there? Watch what triggers you. What triggers you gives you a huge cue in the direction of where the file might have been dumped. It can be the smallest of issue or it can be something that triggers an extreme response in you. So become aware of your triggers and you will find your way to addressing the unhealed part in yourself. Point number two, watch what you judge people for. This again is a huge cue. We judge people all the time. Sometimes the reasons are frivolous, but many times the judgment is attached to a story which is unheard, unhealed. Make a list of what you judge people for, stay honest and you will find your way to releasing the judgments about others and yourself. It's time you look at the file dump and see what's unhealed. I told you an easy way. Watch what triggers you. And that's your cue to go deep. Sometimes just by acknowledging that there is something that needs healing, we heal it. The loving gaze of, I know that you were hurt or that this happened to you is enough. In my own story, for the longest time, I didn't even know that I was so hurt with the kind of reaction I got from my school principal. But when I realized half the healing journey was already over because I gave the attention and the love to the child that went through that moment. So today just find time to take a look at your triggers and acknowledge them. And to all the men listening to this, this is not a soft emotional or feminine stuff. This is as real for men as it is for women. At the end of the day, the human mind is the same. The courage to look within and letting those dark moments come to surface and releasing them with love heals everything, not time. So that's all for this episode. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you. 
together let's embark on this journey of self discovery and soulful living until next time may your soul be illuminated with the light within take care and i will see you soon in the next episode until then keep shining the light within